Today, you'll hear my conversation with Hannah Hopkins-Walton, entrepreneur, mom, and breast cancer kicker. I'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with Hannah Hopkins-Walton. This amazingly resilient mom turned her own battle with breast cancer into a mission to help others by creating a product that is not only practical, but comforting and supportive as well. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful if you go over to the podcast description and subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone else who might also enjoy it. Let's dive in. Hi, my name is Kristen Michalizzi. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach, a mother of four, a proud wife, a sister, a friend, and a lover of life. Each week, I want to bring you conversations that will touch your heart, make you laugh, inspire you, teach you, and help you grow into the fullest, realest version of yourself. I believe when we dare to be vulnerable and share our stories, we see the humanness of one another and often recognize the bravery inside of ourselves. Whether it's extraordinary or seemingly ordinary, everybody has a warrior story. Welcome to The Warrior Within Us. Okay. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I was so excited to connect with you. So just to give a little bit of a background to our audience, we were in a program together uh, called Made to Do This that I've referenced before. And um, your you announced something the other day that you had had a recent success and it made me super excited for you. And I thought I need to get Hannah on to talk to our audience and to talk to me and let us know a little bit about her and her experiences. So if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and letting us know sort of who you are and where you're from, that kind of thing. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so I'm Hannah Hopkins Walton and, uh, I'm from Colorado. I am a mother of three and, uh, I, during the pandemic started my own business. So that's kind of what I've been rocking and rolling with. Um, uh, it had been in my brain for many, many years, but then finally had the time to focus on it because I was a hairdresser in real life. And then once the pandemic hit, everything got shut down. So, um, uh, what my company is based on is uh, a shirt that is for women for after breast cancer surgeries, and it's a recovery shirt. So I had breast cancer four years ago and had the full mastectomy and then reconstruction and five surgeries total. And what this shirt does is it holds drains. So it's a, like a soft t-shirt opens in the front and then has pockets on the inside to hold drains that women will have for a week to two weeks after surgeries. So sure. I had made my own and I realized there was nothing on the market like that. And so uh, you could get them on Etsy for $60 or $100. And I really wanted to make a more affordable one that I could get into everybody's hands. Wow. And so that was like my passion and my mission. And then once the pandemic hit, I was able to find a factory, find a designer to help me make a blueprint of the shirt and was then I launched in October, 2020. So, wow, that's yeah. amazing. So I, I find that like when the pandemic hit people either, um, found like inspiration in the pause, so to speak, 
um, you know, I'm hearing that all the time, people that really were able to slow down and finally yeah. focus on some things that they had always dreamed of or thought up or, or experienced. And, you know, it didn't hit that way for everybody, but those of us that it did hit that way for, it was really remarkable um, just to have even the time because I know, oh my gosh, yeah. The you know, as a busy mom, like mom of two kids, and then, you know, a, I know that the lifestyle of a hairdresser is super busy and, you know, you didn't really get a choice to like, just start working from home. So Right. Yeah. No, no. It was like being plunked out, you know, and there was, it was a little bit wonky at first. I have a, a I had a fourth grader at the time and there was a lot of, you know, both of us had cried by noon. Oh, don't I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, then we muddled through the beginning of it and I, we were all able to focus a little bit better then. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't think anyone can really, well, I mean, just speaking from my own experiences, I have four kids. So, and I don't think anybody came out of the pandemic without the challenges because certainly it was a challenging time, but, um, take me back to, to your experience, um, with having breast cancer and sort of what that time was like for you and, you know, finding, you know, something that you could make for yourself that wasn't out there. Like, just tell me a little bit about what that yeah. felt like. So it's interesting because I'm, I'm found the breast cancer when I was 44 years old and, uh, it had happened. Blood came out of my nipple. So I always like to tell women how it started just yeah. because weird things happen. And I was going to ignore it. And like my doctor had said, oh, it's probably hormonal. And I almost canceled the appointment. And luckily wow. I didn't because my mammogram had been six months earlier. And in that time, my right side had filled up right breast from front to back, side to side with calcifications with super aggressive rare form of cancer. Wow. So I feel like I've kind of become the, the mammogram fairy where for yeah. everybody I'm like, oh my God, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> if anything is strange at all. Or if you're just having a feeling go in. So, um, but yeah, so I went in and knew immediately. And within three weeks, I was having a, a mastectomy. So it was fast and furious. And what I found is uh, when you are faced with a challenge like that, women go into information gathering mm. and just fast and furious. And what I found was uh, when you Google it, it's terrifying and very mm. medical. Mm. And the other option is Facebook groups. And that can be very fear-based and medical. Mm. And so I have had this drive to try to connect women to other women who have stories that maybe aren't as tragic because Sorry. I kind of feel like you hear, hear the worst of the worst of the worst. And so I want women to know there's a lot of people out there that uh, have been through it and are, are doing okay and are, mm -hmm. are getting back to a normal vibe. Wow. So, That's uh, powerful. My first thought was, I've got kids. I don't have time for this crap. Mm. <laughs> I was literally asking the doctors, like, how long is this going to take? Yeah. So, you know, I've got kids and I need to make a living and right. I, you know, need to do this. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I relate to your story in the sense that I have a child with significant special needs. So I know about that rabbit hole of like information gathering and, you know, only being able to find sort of like the worst stories and, you know, yeah. and I, I find that it's 
something that I have always given advice to people on the beginning of their journey, because my son is 12, is find your people and find your people not only that have a similar situation and can understand where you're coming from, but also that either think similarly to you or have like similar value sets or like are looking at the the problem or not the problem, but like looking at the experience through a similar lens, because I think it's very easy to find like doom and gloom stories, no matter what your struggle is. (laughs) And that's like really not helpful when you're in the midst of it. And it can feel um, like you're hanging on to that life raft, no matter what it looks like. But if you can find like the bright, colorful life raft, instead of like the big black one, I think it's so much more, um, beneficial to find not only your people, but your people that can keep you afloat instead of, you know, pulling you down with them. So um, I can totally understand the need for that. And, you know, um, I think it's amazing that now you've seen what you were sort of looking for at the beginning of your journey and how you can kind of help other people, um, you know, from the, the challenging parts that you, you face, you can help other people maybe not have as many challenges as you may have found. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't, um, I didn't really find my people kind of like what you were saying was I didn't, I didn't identify with the pink ribbon thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I really was struggling with figuring that out. I was like, nobody really looks like me or, you know, is, is, uh, I have rose-colored glasses. I was mm-hmm. born with them. Same thing here. Like, right. And I, I felt like I dealt with everything with humor and just kept trusting that everything was going to be fine. And my doctors kept saying, you're going to be great. Don't worry yeah. about it. Because they said the people that do do the do do the people that do the doom and gloom yeah. end up having complications and infections. And I mean, it can happen to anybody, It you know, uh, but especially if you're worried uh, something manifests in that physical form and, and just makes it worse. And so I really wanted to put a positive side and kind of like you're saying, kind of throw somebody a life raft, like, Mm. Hey, if you don't identify with where to be, come over here, like hang out. So, right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to say that that's like, the right way to do things because I never want to be in that position of judgment that says like, this is the right way to look at it. And this is the wrong way. But at the same time, I completely believe that our mindset, you know, uh, as a mindset empowerment coach, I hope that that I believe your (laughs) mindset has so much to do with your outcomes and that, you know, Mm -hmm. even if, even if now I fully believe that having a positive attitude really does affect the outcome, but even if it didn't, wouldn't that be a better place to live in then? So even if all of what I believe is complete BS, right. Which is that our, you know, thoughts create our reality and that we really can, um, you know, that when we're negative or unhappy or miserable, or we like reside in that place, Now, of course, we can't avoid the human experience. Let's be honest. We're going to have those feelings. But if we don't realize how much control we have over that, then it really can lead to even health complications or, you know, it can make physically us 
unwell if our mindset is off. So um, I think that that's amazing. And so also to go back to the product you made, which I think helps with, right? Like I think when we don't have the resources we need physically, that also helps, you know, that also hurts us in our mindset when we're like, geez, I'm trying to be really positive here, but like, can I just find a shirt that's comfortable that, so, um, yeah, a lot of these shirts that were on the market kind of looked like you were wearing your dad's shirt. Mm. You know, they were oversized. And I thought, okay, I want one that is really thoughtfully made where it's super soft and it's attractive because you end up wearing it literally for almost a month mm. because it's just so easy to wear, you know, and it has to be cute during the day, but then also comfy to sleep in. Sure. So I tried to figure out every detail that I could. Um, and part of it is too is when you are in such a place of unknown for what's going to happen when you're dealing with cancer, mm-hmm. uh, even to feel prepared, there is something just in that, that helps women feel like I'm walking into this surgery, but I have, you know, I I'm prepared. I have the mm-hmm. things that I will need to help me feel better. And I have some control over the matter. Absolutely. And so I really talk to that in my brand also. And, and that's why I, I, putting out a podcast and just the whole support system where women want to talk to other women. And I don't know all the answers, but I can help bring in people to talk and tell their stories so that it will give people nuggets of, of what they can identify with and help mm-hmm. them feel in control by having that knowledge. So mm, That's amazing. So it's like in a situation where you feel like you have so little control like having as much control as possible. Yeah. That's really, that's really amazing. So, um, you made the shirts, you, um, you wore them yourself. So you know that they work (laughs) and they're comfortable. And then, um, tell me a little bit about like the process of getting them out there and like where they are now and that kind of thing. Oh, excellent. Yes. Yes. So I literally worked for, I think almost two years trying to find a company to do the blueprint for me. Mm. And that was just like beating my head against the wall. (laughs) I I had one guy who said, gosh, when a woman's wearing this shirt on the dance floor, it's not going to be very, and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) you don't get it. So yes. So fortunately I found this wonderful woman who helped me. And then we found a factory that could make them. So now I'm up and rocking and rolling. And so I've been working with different, um, healthcare centers, getting them into there for women. And then I have my online store as well. And so we, I'm, I'm getting the information out there that these shirts are here. Mm. Uh, I'm so excited because I just, uh, I'm going to collaborate with a brewery and we're going to be putting out a beer in October for breast cancer awareness month. Oh, awesome. I'm in the process of, uh, doing my nonprofit side And it looks like we are going to have lots and lots and lots of shirts that we're going to be able to donate. Wow. So what is even better than making these shirts than giving them away? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I am really, really excited because it's, it's one of the, it's well with Weldworks, which is one of the top three breweries in the country right now. Wow. That's amazing. And that will, yeah. So it helps get the word out about the product and, you know, and that will, the more hands that it gets in, the bigger your community becomes. And yes, 
Yes. That's amazing. So do you feel, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, but like, I feel like sometimes when we go through these really challenging experiences, um, we can come to a point where we feel like it didn't happen to us, but it happened sort of for us. And not that, you know, I don't think for any moment that you needed to go through all these really challenging things in order to do something amazing. But, you know, does, does that resonate with you at all? You know, you going yes. through this difficult time and like, really, I'm sure that there were some excruciating moments in that, but now to have come sort of full circle and now be helping other people through their journey, does it sort of feel like this happened in a way for you to find your purpose? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think on many, many different levels from a very basic human level, uh, because when women are faced, when a whole family is faced with something like this, you have fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a major emotional trauma. It's a big T, you mm -hmm. know, sure <laughs> and the big T, little T traumas. And so what that does is that stirs up so much, so many things. Mm -hmm. So you may have had the challenges growing up or things like that and thought you dealt with it. And it, it brings those things up and which is scary at first because you're in survival mode emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so then I think that the benefit for that was that I was able to really look at those and kind of go in to the muck. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sucks. That part sucks. But yep. then coming out the other side, I am definitely much more whole of a person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm more settled in myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a good spot to be able to, um, take on more challenges and, and start to move into a leadership role where I can see a little bit and, and help other women. Um, and, and also bring in the good people to help, uh, bring in the other stories. So, wow. and then the challenge of dealing with all the physical, uh, it gives you knowledge, you survive it, right. Mm -hmm. You, uh, you overcome. Yeah. So. It, the human condition is really quite amazing and what we are able to overcome. And then, you know, I always see it as when we go through these challenges, we're just like little, um, kind of like trail guides, right? Like you're just a little bit of a head on the, the trail and you can kind of help other women by saying like, look out behind you. And I've probably said this in other episodes. So my listeners will, it'll sound familiar, but like, look out for that pothole and look out for that divot and oh, look totally. out for that, you know? And, um, I think otherwise like to have to go it alone is, you know, really crushing because we need community and we need connection. And without that, um, when we have to do it alone, it's just so much more, challenging and you know yeah. for you to be that beacon for other women um I think it's really astounding and you know what who better to lead the, the way than somebody who knows what it's like and has been through it and not the man that's like how are you gonna dance on the dance floor you know right, we, right. Totally. we need somebody who's been through it to really understand what what that's like and you know, I can say, well, wouldn't it be nice to have this or that? But if I haven't been through that experience, who, who am I really to say? So you're really yeah. the, the perfect person to take on some of these, um, take on that leadership role because you've been through it. So you know right. what the, 
what the challenges are or what they might be. So uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. One of the things too, that I I'm loving talking to women about is once all the treatments are done and all the surgeries are done, that's when it's really challenging, mm. which is counterintuitive to what most people would think because, um, you think, oh, well, you're finished. You can be happy. Fantastic. Get back to life. And, and once that trauma is gone, then you have to sit with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, from talking to so many women, it's a very isolating time. Mm -hmm. And for me too, that's when that was my darkest time was once everything was done for about two years. That's when I was really, I had one foot in life and one foot in fear. Mm. And so my whole goal, and, and the, I was luckily able to put two feet in, back in life. Good. And Good for you. So that's really, really something too, that I'm aware of and wanted, like, that's on the big billboard that I'm like talking from the highest mountaintop. It's like, look out for the women when they're all done. That's yeah. That's when you're most isolated and alone. So, so do you think that's because like everybody shows up, like when you get the, the, the big D, the diagnosis, whatever, like yeah, everybody yeah. shows up, right. They bring the fruit baskets and they feed your family and they do all that. And then does everyone kind of disappear? Like when it's over, because not, not purposefully, but just because no, they're like, no. Oh, she made it through the treatment, the, the tough stuff done. And then yeah. everyone kind of scatters and goes back to their life and you're stuck sort of with not only dealing or processing because you're like the busy time is over. Right. Cause I'm sure a lot of like the time when you're having the surgery and getting through all that, like you can fill your days with all the things you have to do, but then when you're yeah. just like recovering, right. Like where is everybody? And then also kind of probably getting through the, how do we, how do I move forward without being stuck in the fear of this happening again? Or like, you know, what next? Like, when's the other shoe going to drop? You know, I'm sure that that weighs in too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you come out of survival mode and, and, you know, your adrenaline rush is going and then you see your scars for the first time, which mm. sounds really weird, but yeah, you really get a good look at yourself in the quiet. And you think, well, who am I now? Do mm -hmm. because I think you're also kind of from that emotional side looking at what your life was before, and you're a changed person. But then a lot of things in your life haven't changed, and so it's an opportunity. Which I love that word. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when you it, like, it's when you hit the wall. You have to say, this is an opportunity to look back and figure out: Do I want to do things differently? Do I want to have a different career? Do I want to have a, my relationships look different and that's work. So, but it's also scary and yeah, uh, you, you sit with it. So sure. yeah, sure. by getting women to talk to each other and to seek out therapy and other women, that's, that's really my goal during that time is to help people kind of get back to vibing high. <laughs> Absolutely. And just being able to talk about it. Cause that's the thing, like, there's certain things I think in any of these really like big T scenarios that people talk about and information is out there and we all kind of get it, even if we haven't gone through it, but then there's so much of it that people don't talk about for whatever reason. And, yeah. you know, um, especially like you said, the after, like, what do we do now? Like now that we're sort of over the hump, so to speak, but not really like, because yeah 
all of this stuff that you've picked up now is going to go with you. So it's, you know, the, the after experience is, I mean, that's probably when you need community the most. Yes. Yes. And it's so counterintuitive. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I'm really, really getting that information out there is check on your friends, check on (laughs) love. And then if you're in that spot where you're isolated and scared to talk to people, because we think we don't want to be a bother. Right. Or, you know, as, as moms, we're kind of like, oh, well, I need to get the family rolling again. You know, it's not about me. It's about them. Right. And, right. But it's kind of like you got to put your put your uh, your oxygen mask on first and then totally. everybody else will be OK. And there's uh, probably a little bit of like everybody's already done so much like I yes. or like some of the shoulds like I should be grateful because <laughs> I went through this and I came out the other side. So I should feel this way, or I should feel that way instead of just accepting how it is that we feel yes. and dealing with that and deciding, okay, I feel like this, but I want to feel like this. So what are the ways that I can, you know, what's within my control to get from here to here, um, yeah. you know, without feeling that guilt that I think that so much of us, so many of us as women, especially feel like, well, I should like, I should be able to handle it like so-and-so, which yes, let's yes. be honest, so-and-so probably isn't even really handling it like that because now, you know, we have this, this um, <clears throat> blessing and a curse of social media. Like I like totally think yeah. about it as where like <laughs> we see all these examples of other people that go through experiences and we say like, well, look at how she's dealing with it. But yes, sometimes that is a comparison game is reality. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So w- if you had to, um, if you had to pick one sort of non-negotiable or one sort of like must do for you personally in, in your day-to-day um, that you feel is part of your putting that oxygen mask on, what would that be? Oh my gosh. So I started getting up an hour earlier than my family Mm. and that's my time. And that's my Mm non-negotiable where (laughs) if anybody wakes up, I'm having my coffee, you know, take the dogs outside, look at the sky a little bit, exercise. That is something that I have to do just to kind of set the tone for the whole day. And just lately I have, which is really ridiculous that it's just now coming in, but I am really intentionally trying to kind of go through a gratitude list in the morning mm. because it's nice. <laughs> as simple as that, it just really helps set the tone for the day. So Absolutely. it takes a minute. That's all it takes, but yeah. it's my time to kind of go over what needs to be done and get situated and yeah, get my head straight. I'm a huge proponent of like any kind of morning routine. Um, some I I um, just feel like one of one of the guys that I follow on social media. His name is Ben Kiker. He's great. He talks about like the way you start the day is the way you do the day. And as much as like we, you know, many of us, myself included, kind of wake up and say like, oh it's early, like I'm tired. If we can just kind of reverse that mindset and say like, this is my time and get kind of excited about it. Like this is the time that I can decide to do these things. Um, it really is such a game changer. So I'm totally with you on that. So, 
and especially getting outside too, like something about being out in nature and um, right? I just think that's so great. So that's a new part for me that I didn't even know I needed. We have a new puppy. Yeah. We almost made it through the pandemic without a <laughs> pandemic puppy. <laughs> got one. We got a pandemic puppy. <laughs> yes. So we're working on potty training and all yeah. that. And I'm outside and I just realized, oh my God gosh, my brain feels better. My body feels better. Right. So, yeah. You know, so it, it, I live in Massachusetts and I um, am, I'm one of those people I was born and raised here. And I, and I've always said like, why do I live here? Like, because I love warm weather. And I found myself over the winter because I had to take my pandemic puppy out <laughs> thinking, um, you know, I'm going to just try and embrace this. And I, I can't say that I like still love the winter or love the cold, but I definitely found myself going outside and being like, I don't have to hate this so much. <laughs> and I felt like I was like tensing everything up and being like, it's so cold. But as soon as I was like, okay, wait, just relax into it and yes. see if you can appreciate it for a minute. And I was like, actually, it's really not that bad. So right, right. <laughs> Exactly. It's hard though, isn't it? It is. It is. Colorado and it's the never ending winter. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got like three feet of snow in early May and then 70 degrees next day. Yeah. So that's a lot similar to Massachusetts. We're always like, what make up your mind, mother nature. Are we in summer yet? So (laughs) I totally agree. Well, I think what you're doing is fantastic. Phenomenal. I, um, I think you're super badass and brave and I think you're going to make such a difference in so many lives. And um, I'm just like so honored that you came to share your story with me and my audience. And um, I would love to talk with you again sometime. And I can't wait to see all of your successes and as many women that you can, you know, get your product out to. I I really feel like it's revolutionary. It's going to change so many lives and, I'm super proud of you. So thank thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and just give my audience a little bit of um, the information about where they can find you. And if they know somebody or they are somebody that need your support and services where they can find you. Sure. Yeah. Um, On Instagram, I'm somebody awesome, which is uh, S O M E B U N N Y awesome. And uh, website is somebodyawesome.com. But then uh, the podcast is going to be out next week, and that is Hannah's Super Bad Podcast. Awesome. Uh, Yay. There I will be interviewing all sorts of super bad women who have just have fantastic stories to tell. So oh, I love that. That is right up my alley. I love right? it. Yes, I'm yep. so excited. <laughs> Yay, me too. All right. Thank you so much, Hannah. And I will talk to you soon. And thank you for sharing with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. What an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it and you want to hear others like it, I would love it if you check out the links in the podcast description. I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who would also enjoy it. You can also find me over on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C or visit my website at www.thewarriorwithinus.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you.